welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell. On this podcast, I share conversations with leaders of purpose-driven, private-paid online communities that bring together like-minded members for transformation to better their life, career, relationships, and well-being. As a community strategist, I help entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow online paid communities on Mighty Networks. And to learn more about working with me, please visit my website, findcalmhere.com. That's F-I-N-D-C-A-L-M-H-E-R-E.com. I help entrepreneurs find calm in the process of launching an online community. So uh, check that out, please. Uh, in partnership with the Community Leaders Institute, I'm thrilled to announce an exclusive special discount on their upcoming Clicks uh, uh, event, which is going to take place in Memphis on April 4th through the 5th uh, at the uh, Resident Convention Center in Memphis, Tennessee. If you register for the event and book a ticket, you'll receive $200 off your ticket by entering code DEB, D-E-B, 200, 200 at checkout. And you can go to Clicks event, C-L-I-X event.com, or uh, look at the show notes and there will be a link there for you to click and sign up for clicks. Uh, that's really cool. I want to ask you, do you have a strategy question that you are struggling with something, a challenge? Uh, if you do, I want to start answering some questions, uh, through, uh, the podcast, uh, it's a new thing I want to try. So please shoot me an email at deb at findcalmhere.com. And I will uh, review any questions I get in the next episode. I will add a answer section for, uh, any questions that I do get once I get some. So send an email to deb at findcalmhere.com. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, uh, Bart. Is it? Ba I didn't even ask you. That's I got all these tech issues. Is it? Is it Bak Bakar? Bakar, Coach Bakar Bay. Bakar Bay. Thank you, Coach Bakar Bay. We can call him Coach Bay. Uh, is the creator and foundational as of the foundational life coaching practice, Habit to Greatness, an accountability and coaching program, and he's passionate about keeping people accountable, I guess, and benevolent leaders who are committed to helping entrepreneurs and service professionals develop a foundational life skills to guide out of personal and professional neglect into more fulfilling lives in less time and empowering them to make every moment count. He helps his clients to elevate into their highest expressions of themselves. And he's also a published author, keynote speaker, spoken word poet, engineer, educator, financial advocate, and enterprising entrepreneur. Welcome to the Fine Con Here Strategy, Community Strategy Podcast. Oh, thank you, Dad. Hey. <laughs> so great to have <laughs> yeah, you it's, here. It's been and a while since I've worn all the hats, right? <laughs> yes, all of those hats. It's so amazing that you've had so much background. Yeah. So tell me a little about, so I met you during a, a networking event, but like share a little bit about, I know I just read some things here, but what are you really excited and passionate about in 2022? Well, one of the things I'm really passionate about is, is continuing to just gain even more and more control and ownership of my life and showing others how to really live, you know, peacefully, fulfilled, uh, joyfully. And now each day I, I'm excited about modeling it more than anything. That's what really gets me excited. 
Oh, I am so connecting with that because that is a big part of, that's the foundation of why I started Find Calm here. Um, I love, what, what, uh, what does that mean to you? Like how, how do you do those things? Tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> so I, I would say I've been um, very much an energy conservationist most of my life. Uh, what does that mean? Is I like to manage my energy. I don't like to work too hard. Uh, if I can use my brain to get things done uh, before I have to put my body you know, to crazy amounts of work, I'm going to use my brain first. And so uh, it really just, just grew over time by developing self-awareness, um, understanding, you know, what it felt like to be burned out, you know, through some of my college years when I you know, had to pull all nighters. I think I remember a time I was working on a project and I probably slept about six hours over 11 days. And I said, I never want to feel like this ever again in my life. The project was a was a hit. It won a first place prize, but I I didn't want to have to put that level of energy into it and I realized man if I could do a little bit every day, small bites, small chunks and manage, you know, my rest, my peace, my activity, you know, the things that are most important to me. Uh, I actually did an assessment with uh, one of my coaches just last year and I'm happy to report that 80% of my day or more is dedicated to tasks and um, activities that are important to my life. Uh, It sounds like it's really helpful. Absolutely. Um, Living by the the theme of small changes to make great results. So even my word for this year is all about practice. You know, I've pulled myself or put myself in a number of different directions to learn a lot about you know growing my coaching business uh been in business before but never really one that had my name my face my stamp on it and so uh this year i realized okay i understand a bit of what i want to do now i need to really dial into the day-to-day activities and just create a new habit of practicing those things that matter most you know so whether it's connecting with people uh you know, prayer and meditation in a day, exercise. You know, I have a whole three-hour morning routine that starts my day. I was just going to ask you about your morning <laughs> routine. I was like, he's got to have a morning routine, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's probably about three to four hours um, of focus time of taking care of myself. Uh, I, I call it my, was it move, meditate, and grow. Mm. Um, but it's really built around the idea of, you know, paying myself first. That's really what what I got out of it is, you know, spend a lot of time um, doing what I thought others wanted for me to do. You know, parents and advisors and teachers and instructors and coaches, you know, for a long time, you know, listening to see if their plans for me were going to work out the way that I imagined my plans for me working out. And ultimately, um, I really found meant to stay true to myself, uh, to really be fulfilled and be happy that I had to approach life by giving because i'm 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 truly benevolent like i would give the rest of my life you know for those who want to succeed with those who want to grow be better you know improve themselves in their lives you know everything i have in me i'm willing to give and so i realized i had to give give myself a little bit of that first in order to be able to sustain it long term so i live by pay myself first that's what keeps me going we talked about, so we were in a networking session together and we talked about, um, I was in a financial, it was a financial conversation and we were talking about the 
the book Profit First that I just started reading and you were talking about reading, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's fascinating to me how so many people live their lives and don't put themselves first. It's everything. And then like at the end of the day, oh, maybe I have time for some self-care instead of starting the day. And and I really, truly believe that it's the foundation that we should um, first take care of ourselves. Like I believe the same philosophy. And I started with um, building up a morning routine. I don't know if you're familiar with Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. Yes, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I've had some exposure to the ideas. Yeah, but you have a three-hour morning routine. And is that, so is that something you work with with your clients or is this just for you? And then you're thinking of how you can um, c- can support clients in that way when you're, coach, you know, when you're coaching. So a, a lot of what I do share with my clients are things that I, I can model, right? Because I, I truly do believe in, you know, leading from experience, you know, you can gain a lot of experience from observing, um, but it's not the same. Like you can watch somebody swim, but it won't teach you how to do it. And so, you know, my, my three hour morning routine actually starts the night before. You know, I think the first thing I put on my calendar every week is is rest. And so the things that I know that have worked for me, I introduce them, expose my clients, those that I work with to them. Uh, and let them really explore what's going to work for them as well. Some people need more rest than I do. Uh, some people, you know, they can make it off less rest. Uh, others, they they like to have uh, a front-loaded day. Others get their boost, you know, midday or to the, the end of the day. So being mindful and self-aware of when those peaks and valleys are uh, can really help individuals to tailor their day to what works best for them. I can tell you for me, 2.30 in the afternoon, I'm shutting it down for about a half hour or so. Like that has just been in me for I don't know how long. It even got in the, the way of me working and sometimes I would just get exhausted. No amount of lunch or anything would keep me awake unless I was you know actively moving around or teaching or working with people. And uh, that's one of the things that kind of led me into this path is working with people every day. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds so similar to like some of the things I've worked with um, in my own life and, and what I work with with clients is how do you find calm and balance in, and have, you know, I didn't leave my corporate job to now drive myself crazy working 80 hours a week, but that's somehow I fell into that. <laughs> but like in 2020, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now instead of working 40 hours a week, I'm actually working like two jobs and I'm working, you know, 12 hours a day and then not taking care of myself. And before that, I had actually had a really, I guess, three hour morning routine where I did all this stuff before I went to work. And so now I'm learning it's a new balance about being an entrepreneur and balancing that with like, okay, I don't need to spend all of this time and do all of these things at once and small batching it kind of a thing. But I also, um, you know, really want to implement the self-care. And I think it's a great strategy and and like how you're helping people to really um, put in not only importance on that, but um, and prioritizing it, but also like making it customized for them for their schedule because i think that's a big challenge because people would hear three hour morning routine and be like i don't have three hours <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to tell them what you do but you're using it in different ways <laughs> yeah and, and you know what only about an hour to an hour and a half of that is personal time you know what's worked for me is you know i 
I've needed to set an appointment early in my day. So, you know, part of a, an accountability community that I volunteer with, and that starts at 6 a.m., you know, here on the East Coast. And so that's my first appointment of the day after my appointment with, you know, my creator, my appointment with my fitness coach, you know, whether it's an app that I'm using or, you know, my, my partner that I work out with. Um, but I realized that, man, I'm never, I'm the type of person who doesn't like to miss appointments. I like to be early, on time, and prompt. You know, that's something been conditioning me since a child. So I've used that to my advantage now to set appointments early in my day to get the things done that are important to me, that are most meaningful. And it really helps on the back end of the day where I don't feel guilt about procrastinating through the day on things that I don't like to get done. They're already out of the way and it's giving me, you know, momentum, it gives me a boost of energy and then I can, you know, plan the more quote unquote fun activities because I'm naturally drawn to working with people. Um, you know, the more I can front load, actually, I even tutor now recreationally, you know, I get paid to do it, but I enjoy just helping young people out. And I know that, you know, not everybody has that, that type of support or assistance, you know, throughout the day. So that's one of the areas where, you know, I imagine when I have children that age, I'm going to be spending that time doing that anyway. So it's something that I've built into way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's more about, um, you know, just trying new things and, and implementing them in your life little bits at a time. And I like, right. it's a good transition to have as far as, okay, well, bringing us back to community and, and talking about like, how do you um, bring people together in a, in a, in a coaching situation or create that accountability and how communities can really um, be supportive in coaching and accountability. I don't know if that's something um, that you could share a little bit more about with what you do with your coaching program. Uh, absolutely. So for me, it really it started with uh, a mastermind community. I started uh, with my brother-in-law and my sister. You know, all of us entrepreneurs in slightly different spaces, but realized, especially pre-pandemic, that we needed a little bit of a support system to uh, help us in our own individual goals. We met about, you know, every other week, but I realized the accountability that I had with them was what I needed every day. And, you know, fast forward to a year later, I found an opportunity to just start. I just jumped into a community and, and started hosting or holding uh, accountability in a conference setting, actually. And people were drawn to it. People realized, hey, I need this. You know, I was showing up the same way I did for myself in the mornings, in the evenings to, you know, set my day or get my day started and then set the agenda for the next day in the evenings. And as I saw people were drawn to it, I realized this is something that I could really grow with. This is something that's um, going to stretch and challenge me, but it also fits so neatly into how I already operate my life that I could really bring some added value to those who may not even are aware that they can be accountable in community by being around other people who are modeling, you know, personal responsibility. Yeah, I, I, it's so interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit more about how that got started. Um, was it just you meeting with like your, your family members and close friends or, or how did you get the word out about this? So it, it started, like I said, with the, the mastermind group meeting every other week with, you know, my family and us talking about businesses and, and ways to get ourselves, you know, moving in the direction that we wanted to. And then 
had an opportunity. I joined a, a conference, online virtual conference, and they, you know, had little rooms, little, uh, I ain't gonna say little rooms, but there were different groups, you know, topics that, you know, people could come together and just kind of discuss and explore. And I just started holding or hosting, you know, an accountability call during the conference, during the virtual conference and um, utilize, really invited anyone who wanted to show up, right? Because I knew in my mind, hey, how long do I want to keep this going? <laughs> but, um, you know, dozens, dozens, if not a couple hundred people were showing up regularly. And That's amazing. From there, I just built, I realized, okay, the the rest once this conference ended, it was like three months over virtual. Um, but once it ended, uh, and was really after about a month, I realized I'm gonna have to figure out a way to take this to market, right? Mm-hmm. Without you know this nice neat group of people that are already you know looking for the same kind of things that I'm looking for, and so that's that's really been one of the. I think the most exciting or enjoyable journey is figuring out um, who and where to share my voice with who and uh, where to share that voice and that experience. And, you know, it, people have been trickling in as they've been exposed. I uh, realize a lot of people don't have the kind of exposure to know what it's like. Um, you know, there's a negative connotation around accountability. You know, I actually have a client, one of my, one of my best clients has said to me from the beginning, I didn't think that I needed somebody to to help me do the things I said I was going to do for myself. Just didn't believe that they needed accountability until they saw what it looked like for me. And it's like, no, it's it's not for me. It's it's showing up for you. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just creating a safe space for people to show up for themselves, share their challenges, share their struggles, but most importantly, share their successes day to day and create a winning habit or create, you know, successful habits in their day-to-day life so that they're focusing on the progress that they're making instead of feeling uh, and focusing on the things that they they maybe feel like they're not doing or that society is, you know, telling them that they're not doing. So really helping people just dial in on what do they want? What do they want their days to look like? What do they want their life to look like? And what are the small things that they can do daily in order to just build, build, build it up? Yeah. Yeah, it's so many things there you were talking about. So the I love the habit to greatness is is a great name of this program. And it's just, uh, you know, that is how you create great habits that could take you to great places, right? It's kind of absolutely um, an amazing concept. Well, thank you. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of is, um, so you were talking about like <clears throat> you were meeting with these other, um, and then you did this amazing conference and then, so now you're branching out to start this habits for greatness program. And you said, um, where and when, so have you launched something yet? Or is that still something you're working on as far as like the actual program? So, um, the program actually, yeah, it went, went live at the end of February, um, once I realized that there was there was a demand, there were people who were getting a lot of value. Um, I started really even teaching, you know, how to master yourself and your habits. Uh, put together like a three month course. Even had a beta group that uh, went all the way through that with me. And from there, I, it helped me to understand the value of what I was bringing. Had a huge, huge, huge vision. And I just heard um, recently, you know that. We often overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can do in a decade. 
So I have, you know, in my mind, this 10 year plan that's coming together, but I realize I have to, to focus in on what is, what is needed today, day to day. And so, um, it's, it was really powerful having the people in the community who were showing up for themselves as well as, uh, for the others in the community. I think that was one of the beautiful things that came out is realizing that once the people started showing up together, you know, these relationships formed, you know, uh, for them to be really open, to be uh, free, you know, in this really non-judgmental space. And the community just kind of came together like a family. And so um, it was it was exciting for me to be able to see how that accountability network began to form. And and I, I live by the, the code is, you know, one accountability partner is good, but if something happens to them, you're back at square one. So I believe in, you know, creating those, not just partners, but a, but a true network of people who know your goals, who care about you enough to support you in what it is that you want to do and not going to attempt to push their own agendas on you, but really just ask important questions that help you clarify where you're going and to stick to it consistently. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between critique and criticism, right? People are get advice Absolutely. giving versus um, offering a space um, for people to speak without um, judgment and things. And that's part of community building and part of creating um, connection with, with people inside an online space or in-person space um, is, is creating that and telling them here's what we do and here's um, you know some great uh, ways to connect and bringing them together and structure is super important because um, not only the structure of the community and like the times that you meet and everything but just like the um, agreements between the people here's what I'm able to do to show up and I want to be accountable or held for this and um, I think that's really helpful to have frameworks around that because it, I was in masterminds and, you know, it could have been structured better. I think it would have went a lot better <laughs> in some of the first masterminds I was in. Um, and some of them fell apart maybe like after a while because we just kind of went in different directions with stuff. But right. when you get in a, another mastermind that I was in, which then became the Mighty Mastermind, was we were all on the same journey, but we were all in different places or had different focuses. But then – right. As we like supported each other, it didn't matter like, you know, if we were working on the exact same thing or not. It was still just a matter of we wanted to support each other without that critique, like giving helpful um, suggestions versus like criticizing, which is what you get like if you put things on social media. <laughs> You'll get all kinds of responses, right? If you have an idea. Right. <laughs> it could be like, yay, this is awesome, Dev. And other things could be like, um, this this is the problem da, 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 da. like they could give you all kinds of their opinion if you've had on social media but when you have an idea especially in the early stages of like business you you have lots of ideas and all of these things that are components and you're saying about i have a vision right for 10 years from now or five years from now but right. what's really important is okay well what's going to happen next week what's going to happen tomorrow like how am i going to progress and so you have to like stage it there's a there's a book also that's um 12 weeks uh, 12 weeks in a year oh, and it the talks 12 about week year. how 12 week year right so how much can you get done 
you can get done so much more than you can get done in a year if you use that book of, of in the structure they the framework that they teach around like how to structure out your time so that you're making it most efficient for the things that you want to focus on in that three months in that 12 weeks versus like looking at okay the whole year <laughs> I want to do all of these things but then life gets in the way right right that's actually one of the frameworks we use um, to help people condense the time frame one of the things I've learned in life if you give yourself a year, it'll take a year. If you give yourself three months, hey, you could you can really surprise yourself what you can accomplish in that time frame. Um, so, with my accountability uh, community, we focus on you know the small elements of time. You know, starting with a day, what can you do in a day, All right? And build that out to well, what can you do in a week? All right? I I'm very you know, unassuming, so when I invite people into the community. There's usually, you know, I'm looking to see how long can you keep up what works for you, right? I knew for myself, I was going to show up for at least nine months, whether nobody else did or not. And the whole time I'm watching those that are, you know, part of the community to see who else is going to last that long. Because I know life is going to come at you. And if you haven't built the habit of really persevering and working through and, um, I know even for me, there were times where I would I would isolate myself or I would fade when I'm working through what my challenges are. Um, but sometimes those are the times you really need to step up into community in order to receive support, encouragement, uh, inspiration to keep moving. You're right there at a breakthrough, uh, but it seems to be overwhelming for what you believe you're capable at the time. And so I really, really enjoyed the process of just learning with people about themselves, about what they're capable of, how well they can show up and, you know, whether they need to clear some things off their plate or shift their focus entirely, um, but ultimately helping them to, to be present in every single day for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And just <laughs> vulnerability is so hard sometimes. Um, you know, to share challenging moments of our lives or, or things that you're going through that are really emotional or upsetting or frustrating or stressful. Um, it's really hard sometimes for for my community members or other community that I'm in and myself, actually, um, with the community I'm in, you know, when you're in that moment. But that's the moment that you're right. It's, it's really important. Like, that's the moment you really want to um, say, hey, and it's it's a little bit about asking for a little help, like, hey, I'm really struggling or here's the situation. Um, but when you create that connection with people over time, right. like there's a group that I'm in, that there's a handful of us that we've been meeting in accountability call every week uh, since June of last mm -hmm. year, and January, we're, we're recording now. And so about six months, we've been meeting every single week. And I committed to showing up because I knew I needed to prioritize my mental health. And this group was helping me do that uh, as a support group. And the other people there then just followed in line and said, yeah, I want to show up for you and I want to show up for myself. Yes. And then over time, you know, I didn't share these like major life changes that were happening that were like super emotional when they were happening over the last six months. But like, as things happened, I started to open up a little bit more and a little bit more and then felt like, 
I really need to share this with people because maybe they can give me some support or feedback or help. Um, and it was really, last year was really personally me learning that I needed to just ask for help. And um, it became a transformational, that group actually helped me pivot my entire life and into where it is today. So community is is something that's so massively um, transformational and, and massively important Um I think right now, since we're in a, such a mental health crisis, for one thing, um, it's yeah. it's where you really find your family when you maybe you don't either you, you don't maybe have the ability to connect with your family or, um, you know, or you don't have a family or there's other factors that are you don't feel like you have a safe space to talk about these things. That's the that's when community is like so powerful, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some of the most beautiful moments uh, came from others feeling comfortable enough to to be vulnerable, right? Really creating that safe space. It took me, I mean, years. It took me years to be comfortable um, sharing those vulnerable stories of myself. But I found that it also gave others permission. And the way that community like rallied around people going through what they were going through. Um, it was it was better than anything I could have done in my own coaching. You know, I'm I'm a huge empath, but I realize I'm also very much, you know, future focused. You know, present and future focused, and so at times it can be difficult for me to sit and empathize uh, for an extended period of time about what someone is going through. Because my mind naturally begins to work on how do I move through it? Um, but a couple of lessons that I did learn just being around, you know, those who understood their emotions a lot better than I did early in my life uh, really taught me that I had to sit with the emotions to understand them, why they're happening, why I'm feeling them. And that, you know, all feelings are valid. We have the power to choose what we feel. Um, but we also, I think, have a responsibility not to become a prisoner to them as well. And uh, it's just, it's really freeing to be in a space where people can release those those negative feelings that have been holding on to them for so long uh, and be able to facilitate that through the community. I, I can tell you some of those conversations came from me doing nothing but asking, asking the right question and sitting back and letting the community uh, really just pour their hearts out. Yeah. And just being supportive. And sometimes it's not even about, you know, one of the things that we talk about in our group is we don't give advice, but mm -hmm. we, we offer a space to share. And then the empathy component is, is something that we also offer of just um, acknowledging whatever the experience is and, and, and then mm -hmm. asking, and then asking, do you, how can we support you best? Like not, giving them here's the answer here's right. i'm a, like the great i am the great solver i'll tell you i spent a lot of my life like telling everybody what to do right <laughs> and then like you know not doing taking my own advice is what i needed to do <laughs> yeah, and that could be hard you know one of one of the hardest conversations i had uh, actually recently uh, i did a a one-on-one -on -one coaching self session with myself um and i realized i was having some really deep challenges with my own personal image. Um, the, the identity that I, you know, that I felt or believed in internally wasn't really 
being reflected externally. And it was getting in the way of me being able to, you know, speak fully and freely and openly at times uh, with those that I was looking to connect with. And so, you know, once it came out, I found I found myself in tears. I was going back and forth, just having a conversation with myself. And I was gonna, I'm just picturing you like standing in front of a mirror and like having a deep conversation with yourself, like at the mirror or something. I don't know if that's how it played out, but that's what I'm envisioning. Similar. I, I actually um I actually recorded it so that I could go back and review it. Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's out there on YouTube somewhere. But um I saw it modeled before and I said, man, I need to make this a regular practice. Um, so it's something that I, I spend a couple of minutes doing every week now uh, on my Sabbath is just spending a, a few minutes talking to myself. What are the issues that I'm dealing with? And uh, just to get them out of my head and to be honest, to practice being fully sincere and honest with myself, you know, to to show that I can be vulnerable with myself, um, which helps me to be vulnerable in front of others, you know. I, I don't have it all together. I love saying that nowadays. I don't have it all together. It's not for me to have it all together. It's for me to be comfortable, confident, um, consistent in who I am, you know, to show up as not only the best version of myself today, which is going to change tomorrow, but to con consistently and continually be the authentic version of me. And it's been powerful in some of the communities that um uh, I'm a part of to be recognized for being authentically me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it can be really uh, easy to fall into this whole, um, especially when you're an entrepreneur and trying to like promote, there's like, so many entrepreneurial standards of, you know, like you should have the perfect website and this, you know, so many followers and like, you know, or you're not doing good. And then there's this whole, like this whole like race to perfection. And then we're both, we're all like, I'm exhausted about this trying to get to perfection thing. <laughs> I still don't have it figured out seven years later or whatever. Um, and I love the idea of letting go of the perfection and saying it's okay. And I'm not, I mean, if I had it all figured out, then what else would I do? But like, I'm figuring it out right now as I go. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm trying and practicing what I want to exhibit in my own life is really been, and I lost my way with that in 2020. I really like mm. deviated from that and like lost my authenticity. Like I didn't feel an alignment um, with what I was doing and what I was speaking about and, and my personal actions, what I was doing in my life. And so 2021 was really about me focusing on reconnecting to that and practicing it in my own life. Because once you reconnect with, uh, and you could be showing up better as a host, when you're, when you're hosting a community, you can show up so much better in such a better mood and, you know, like energy and all of that because you gave yourself that time in the morning or you know you're going to have that time at night or whatever the time is that you've set aside for yourself you know you've already either done that or you're looking forward to that and so then you can share and become and be your best self because you've given yourself what you talked about we're going to circle it back to the beginning of saying um you know prioritizing yourself paying yourself before others which is what i love Oh, wonderful. I love how yeah. you close that out. So actually, I wanted to ask you, I want to ask you a question, if you don't mind. You go for so, it. So, 
All right. So thinking about your journey and I love to have fun. That is probably one of the most near and dear things to me. I enjoy just creating, you know, an atmosphere of of freedom, of laughter. So I'm curious, can you recall any um one of the funnier moments in your journey in, in entrepreneurs as you were, you know, developing the identity or, or what you were working through? Are there any any really funny moments that you can remember that uh <laughs> kind of helped you along your journey? Yeah, whatever that thought was, I want to hear it. I well, there's like well, first of all, the first thing I was thinking was you were going to ask me about like, do I have fun in my life or something, or like, how do I implement fun? Which is where I was thinking you were going because I just started a level three improv class. I've been taking improv. Wow. Uh, over the last couple of years. So I just started a level three improv, which now it means I'm a serious improviser, apparently. That's, but I, that's serious. <laughs> I feel like I I'm not that. at all. So anybody listening who's an improv expert, please do not. I'm not calling myself that. But, <laughs> but um, so I started taking improv as part of my getting out of my comfort zone thing, because I don't like to be on stage in a, as a, you know, a person. Um, I like to be an audience member. And I, but I like to laugh. And so I found that improv really helped me um, kind of get out of my shell and, and things like that. And then, and then you also said about laughter. Again, I was thinking I just did a laughter yoga class, which is another thing that I really wanted to implement in my life because I found it really helpful to join a community where they just show up on a Zoom call and they just laugh because – you know, as a person who's so an entre entrepreneur, <laughs> I'm like having to show up and like being like, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I'm like, I've got to just put the face, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, things are good. Unless it's like somebody I personally know. And then I'm like, no, today's not the greatest of days. <laughs> but um, in this, in this laughter yoga thing, you just show up, you just show up and you laugh and then you say bye. And so I love that. So those are the two things that I intentionally added in my life because I was struggling with depression and anxiety in the last year, massive, massive depression and anxiety. And so those are two things that I did for myself. But speaking of like a time when it was funny in my journey of like launching my consulting business and things, I, I tried so much. To, I put myself out there, which is what a lot of people say, which is how I got to like where I am and doing this now. Yeah. Um, because I just tried and I put myself out there. So there's lots of funny videos of me like on YouTube trying to like uh, say things or like hosting events. And I don't, you know, I just, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that I did that I'm like, I don't know that that was the best idea, but I <laughs> yeah. tried. I tried and I, I put myself out there and that was a brave thing to do when I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. But I was just like, here's an idea. I Again, with the vision that like I'm a visionary person and I'm like, oh, I have this vision about this amazing community and there's going to be all these people in it. Um, and that was that's a great concept and it's a great idea, but it takes a lot of time and effort to do. And so over time, like the funny thing is, is that it, I just learned that I have to purposely put funny into my life or else I yes. continue to get back into this Deb serious person and stressed out and anxiety ridden Deb that I don't like that Deb. I like the Deb who's fun and engaging and interesting and likes to laugh and, and talk. So um, I don't know. There wasn't ex a specific example in there, but I just gave a whole bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. And um, I asked that because that's actually one of the pillars that I, I bring into the community. Um, you know, we focus on, you know, faith, 
and our fitness, which is our, our total fitness, you know, like physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, and economic fitness, uh, as well as finances and family and friendships. Uh, but I really wanted to be intentional about uh, making fun a part of everyone life, everyone's, everyone's life who came into my community. Uh, so for me, you know, it's like one day a week, I, I want to have some kind of fun, right? Yeah. One day a week, I have something cut out, um, you know, three months, I mean, three days out of the month, you know, can be dedicated to some sort of leisure or fun or activity. And um, I just remember sometime, a couple of times during the, the foundation or the founding of Habit to Greatness, when there would be like these, these, uh, <laughs> these 14 day miracles are what we call them. Like someone would come into the, the community and after a week of showing up, they would start to see significant changes in their, you know, beliefs in life. And then um, by the end of like the second week, there was like this great opportunity that would show up in their life or this great, you know, revelation or something. Um, and so every time someone new came into the community, you know, it was, it was kind of a running joke. It was like, oh, we got another 14 day miracle on the uh, hands, but everybody really bought into it you know, seeing others transform and uh, wondering if they could be next. The, the person coming in had no idea what was going on. And so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not like we were making them the joke, but there would be so many, so much conversation about, oh man, you you don't know what you're getting into, but it's going to be so amazing when it, when it arrives. And uh, it was just, it was just exciting. It was always something to look for when we had new additions into the community to say, hey, there could be another miracle you know, in the next couple of weeks where somebody has a, you know, just a really breakthrough moment. And uh, it just brought joy to me along the journey because uh, it started with me and then I was looking for someone else. Um, but it was it was unplanned. It was just something that that showed itself as a pattern over time. Right. You don't know or organically happening. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know where. You don't know how. You don't know when. But eventually... With the support of an amazing community and the relationships that you build in there, whatever community it is, can create massive transformation in not just your life or a single person's life, but also transform groups. And then you, there's communities that I'll never leave because I'm, you know, I'm going to be a part of that community in some way, shape, or form because they've made such a massive impact on my life, right? So I think that's the power that just goes back to like the power of accountability and showing up and, you know, how that comes all together inside a, an online community and, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, so I want to wrap up and I want to just ask, it sounds like you've got an amazing program. I know we didn't talk about like the platform um, that you're on, like where you're hosting this right now, but if you could share maybe where um, people can find out more about the program and let us know. Absolutely. So um, you can find me, I have a, a link tree page with uh, just a couple of different links uh, under Bo Bay World, B-O-B-E-Y underscore World, or you can find me at Coach Bakar on all social media platforms. Um, uh, I really like to, to connect with people, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I'm putting content out and, you know, just sharing a little bit of my philosophy with the communities, like even some testimonies. But um, I, I really like to to know that the people coming into the community are serious about making a change in their life, but also um, 
really, really have a strong need for that community. You know, so many people out there are going at it alone. So you can connect with me again on multiple platforms under uh, Coach Bakar. That's Coach underscore B-A-K-A-R. And I look forward cool. to hearing from you. LinkedIn is the best place. Instagram, where you at? Yeah. Uh, I'm on I'm on all platforms. You can find me TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, and uh, and Facebook. Working okay. to build out the YouTube page. But uh I'll be excited to see that some more. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I'm so glad you're on here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, amazing uh, experiences, and how accountability can be such a massive, amazing way to build and grow a community. So thanks Thank for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to connecting with a fine comb here because it sounds like the type of community that that suited for me too. You know, I, I need that yeah. kind of support just like anyone else. Yeah, for sure. So uh, thank you again. If anyone is interested, I will have show notes with um, his website, the LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And if you uh, have questions for me, you can shoot me an email, deb at findcalmhere.com. Uh, I am going to be updating some website things, so keep an eye out for that. And until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, morning, afternoon, wherever it is. Whenever it is for you, find calm. Until the next time, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.